Jesus, let everything that has praise ye the Lord, because he alone is worthy of glory. Yes, he alone is worthy of glory. He says that if I be lifted, he said that if I be lifted, God said that if he be lifted, that he'll draw all men unto him. And that's what we want. We want him to draw all men unto him. The glory is not our own. It's all for him. So right now we lift up holy hands all for you, Lord. Oh, it's all, it's all for you. are lifted and we need blessing from you Lord we need a blessing from you oh 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 family. This is your friend, your brother, Pastor James Doggett Jr. And I'm so excited to be able to worship with you all on this evening. We are back. We're live with the QR2 Prophecy Edition, and God is going to move in a mighty way. I don't know if you're expecting God to perform some miracles, some signs, some wonders, but what I do know is that God is capable. He has a love, a love that is unconditional, and we are going to experience his love during this revival. 
and I'm excited because I did not come here alone. I got some of my friends who are here with me, but I want real quick for you guys to tell us, where are you tuning in from? Where is it that you are, are looking at this stream? Where are you worshiping with us from? I see some folk all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. We got Hampton, Virginia, who is worshiping with us at this time. Um, we got people from all over the, the country and the world. Look, we got some folks from Bermuda who are with us. Uh, let us know, where are you tuning in from? We, again, appreciate you guys so very much for coming through. Make sure that you share this stream. Press that share button. We want everybody to know that God is moving here at the quarantine, uh, the quarantine prophecy edition. We got Savannah, Georgia. We appreciate you guys showing up from Georgia. We got Florida in the place. Um, we have North Carolina. We have Decatur, Georgia. We have the Bahamas that's worshiping with us tonight. You know what? Let me go ahead and invite my co-host because I got somebody who's here and he's going to help us launch into our part two of the quarantine revival. Where is my friend at? I think he's somewhere around here. Let me see if I can find him. There he is. Is that my guy there? Pastor David Hendrickson. What's going hey, on? Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, man? Look, I'm excited and I appreciate you for coming through and worshiping with us and leading us this evening. Are you ready for this experience? Listen, man, I am ready. But let me say this to you, man. Let me tell you, let me say this to you. The last time I saw you, I'm pretty sure that all of us were on lockdown, man. And so we were all dealing with that quarantine cut. <laughs> <laughs> we but were. For the, but for the second edition, I've noticed, man, that you come, that's a little bit more chin, trim man. and friend and proper, man. man. Come on Listen. now. Praise God for yes. the ability to go and get a professional haircut. Look, we were doing our best. We were trying to survive, y'all. And we were, we all of us became professional barbers in our own right during this yeah, quarantine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're seeing a little bit of transition. But again, yeah. I appreciate you for coming through. You look clean yourself, sir. I man, appreciate I'm trying, you. Man. I'm trying, listen, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm trying, man. I knew I was going to be on the first night, QR2, mm -hmm. the Prophecy mm -hmm. Edition. I wanted to make sure I came correct. I knew I was going to be with my boy. So I said, let's come correct. And guess what? You know I had to represent for my people. Bermuda, oh, what's go. up? Let's go. Bermuda, what's up? Buddy, let's go. Much love here. to Bermuda is in the building. Absolutely, man. You guys always have your little flags that you put up in your yeah. comment section. And we appreciate Bermuda. You guys are always holding it down. Again, thank you so much, Pastor, for coming through. We have so much in store for the people this evening. And I want to just for a quick moment pause because there is a need for us to consider what is taking place in uh, the United States of America in our country over here. I saw you make a post on Facebook. And I appreciated that, man. You were telling us that you stand in solidarity with us, that you're praying for us. Um, and though, although you're there in Bermuda, you are our brother. And that support meant everything. If you don't mind, can you please quickly give a word of support and encouragement to many of us who are struggling? We're angry. We're hurt. We're frustrated. Uh, talk to the people real fast about what's going on. Listen, and I believe that the anger and hurt and frustration is warranted. It is justified. I, I believe that there is nothing wrong with righteous indignation. Um, my prayer for you guys is that you'll stay safe, that you will stay safe in the season. Um, we're watching things over here that is transpiring, and it, it, it looks like things in certain areas are spiraling out of control. 
But we want you to know that we here in Bermuda, we stand with you, man. On next week, we've got, an organ we've got some folks who are organizing a peaceful protest in solidarity with you guys next weekend. And so uh, we just want you to know that even though we are far away from you, man, you all are close to our heart. We recognize that for many Bermudians, um, we have passed through the United States for higher education, for postgraduate education, and, and even some of us for high school, man, we were there, and we've got lifelong friends that are there, and we reach out to you all. Our prayers are with you guys, and man, if for those of you that are going out and that are being part of the peaceful protests that are going on all over the country, again, I can't stress this enough, just be safe. Just really be safe in this moment um, in America's history um, yeah. and the frustration that is boiling over for years and years and years of repeated disregard for people of color, brown and black people. Um, we want you to know that we here in Bermuda, we hear your plea, we, we stand with you, and if we can, we will fight with you to see that justice is served, um, not just for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and others, but for the, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have gone before this. And as my president likes to say, you know, you stand on the foundation of many generations, people who have endured so much to get here. And it's not that things are getting worse as people have put on memes, it's just now it's being recorded and documented. And right. now it's time for people to do right by a culture and a community that they don't mind being entertained by, but right. we want them to do right by y'all as well. So yeah. God bless you guys, know that we're with you 100%. Thank you, thank you for that support. I actually wanted to play something that I, um, half from our friend. Um, he, it's a song that kind of just leads us. And after this song, I want to bring in Dr. James Doggett Sr., who's going to be our nightly moderator. But I want you guys to listen up and tune into this. I can't breathe, let me live. There's more to my life than this. When will my life be? considered equal I can't run I can't sleep why can't I walk down the street every day it feels like there's another sequel my life matters why do you see a threat my life matters you judge me and we never met so much inequality racism police brutality i matter my life matters man what a powerful song um, i want to bring in dr james doggett senior our moderator, Dr. Doggett, thank you so much for being with us this evening. How are you doing? And if you don't mind, jump right in on the heels of that song. And why don't you talk to the people about what's going on? Well, I got to tell you, I, I have to take a second to get myself together, man. That song was very, very touching. <sighs> and I got to be honest with you, during this season, I've shed a tear or two. We thought we were a little bit further than we are. There's a lot more work we've got to do. I think God's called us to this time right now prophetically. I think he planned this a long time ago. He knew what was coming. This whole quarantine that we have because of coronavirus has caused us to think a little bit differently. Then you add to that what we're going through in the United States. Man, this has been a long, long season. 
that's been tough for black people particularly. But beyond that, we have had a chance to stay home and think it through. And even the coronavirus has reminded us that this is not a land of equality and never has been. Revelation, the 13th chapter, makes that clear. And the church has to stand up and take its place behind the microphone and give leadership, give leadership, not follow and not complain, but give leadership. I remember when Jesus stood up in the temple to preach his very first sermon. He, according to Luke 4, took the scroll and read from Isaiah 61, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has appointed me to preach the gospel. And what is the gospel? He said, he's told me to preach it to the poor. He said, I'm supposed to be delivering based on the spirit of God who's upon me. I'm supposed to be delivering a gospel that preaches that those who are blind will receive sight. Those who are lonely will have the friendship that they need. Those who are oppressed will be set free. The gospel and, how can I put it? The gospel and the social message that we're now called to bring are one in the same. Prophecy. We have this prophecy thing going now, and God set it up because we're supposed to be a prophetic people preaching with the power of God's word behind the things that we say. And we've got to be balanced. I know during this, this, this prophecy uh, edition of the quarantine revival, there's going to be a great deal of balance between talking about what's going on now. That's called forth telling, just speaking forth to the public, those things going on now. There'll be talk about the quarantine in the quarantine revival. There will be talk about what's going on in our country right now because the Bible speaks to it, stuff that's happening now. But we're also gonna get an opportunity during this revival to in fact hear about things that are to come. That's called foretelling, talking about what's coming in the future. You don't want to get a pop quiz right now with the stuff that is ahead. You don't wanna get panicky right now because you don't know what is ahead. I don't like pop quizzes. I don't like being caught by surprise, but yeah. God has given us a sure word of prophecy and has told us to declare it so that those things that lie ahead that are designed to help us to be fit for the coming of the Lord, preparing us, getting us ready, we don't have to be caught off guard with it. And we can put it in perspective and know why we're going through what we're going through. And we yeah. can be faithful to the charge that God has given. So I'm excited about this particular revival at this particular time because we need a prophetic word, a word that comes from God. Yes. Speak into people's lives right now and to tell them the things that are shortly to come to pass. So yes. I know God is in this thing. Yeah, he Amen. is. He is. Thank you for that. Thank you for reminding us that this thing is absolutely gospel centric. We're not going to shirk our responsibility to deal with this. And I think that God pouring this vision, um, even into you, Pastor Doggett, Dr. Doggett, kind of saying, hey, let's push into this prophecy realm was absolutely of God because the timing could not be better. Um, so I'm, ex yes. Can I say this to you? Please. That what has happened is unbalanced people have had the prophetic platform for too long and have been at the microphone. Mm. Mm -hmm. wow. I thank God for the lineup that people are going to have an opportunity to listen to balance preachers who keep Christ at the center, yeah. who are bold enough to tell it just like it is, yeah. and are wise and discerning enough to know the times 
and mm -hmm. know what God's people need to hear. So you're going to get a balanced view of prophecy. And those who think it's going to be boring with timelines laid out and all yeah. of that, no, yeah. it's going to be way deeper than that because prophecy preached right can preach. And Come you on. got the best preachers in the world <laughs> coming through this time, stepping up mm -hmm. to the mic. Yeah. Push aside all of those crazy people who tell you you got to eat grass to go to heaven. We're pushing them to the side right now. Balanced men and women of God are about to step to the microphone and bring it with power. Yes, bring it with power. Listen, we're excited. We're excited. Um, God is about to move in a mighty way. I also want you guys to know that not only is the quarantine revival positioned to speak to you, to minister to you during this time, because y'all, we're tired, we're frustrated, we need some guidance, some leadership. But not only will the quarantine revival seek to do that, but we also have something else that is happening simultaneously. We want you every night this week to make sure that you tune in, not just to the quarantine revival, but guess what, y'all? I brought another friend, Dr. Doggett, Pastor Damon Hendrickson. I got somebody else who's here. Let's see who we got Bring Bring in the on. virtual build. Hey! Uh -oh. hey! 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 <laughs> brethren, brethren. Boom! <laughs> Listen. Lola, Pastor Lola Moore Johnston is here, and I want to give her this moment. I'm going to go ahead and pull us out of the stream so that, Pastor, you can tell us what is God doing over there at the Bloom Conference? When can we uh, tune in? Where can we tune in? Tell us what God is doing right over there with you all at the, the Bloom Conference. And thanks man. for coming. Oh, man, it's good to be here. And we just want to thank God so much for the quarantine revival that is going into the prophecy edition. Before I start talking about Bloom, I just want to thank Dr. Doggett for letting me know that I do not have to eat grass to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is worthy. Man, we have been in what is called the Bloom Everywhere Virtual Transformation Conference for the last uh, week. And we're going into our second and final week um, on the Bloom Movement page on Facebook and also at the Bloom Movement YouTube channel. Uh, every night at 8 p.m., we're having speakers come and talk about what it means to experience transformation. Last week, we talked about what God does and how he processes us for transformation. And this week, we're going to talk about the processes that we need to go through ourselves. We talk about uh, getting our mental health right. We're talking about forgiveness. We talk about standing in our truth and figuring out what our purpose is. And we have been amazed that God is interested in us becoming all that we were made to be. And so if you after you have been prophesied to this week, would like, we would love to have you at the Bloom Movements, Bloom Everywhere Virtual Transformation Experience on Facebook again at the Bloom Movement or on YouTube at the Bloom Movement. Hey, we're so happy again that you were able to stop by. I know you have so much on your plate. Hosting is not easy. No, it's so not. Again, <laughs> I appreciate you for coming through as you're prepping and all that good stuff. I'm going to release you. Go ahead oh, thank you and so get much. ready. And again, it is happening every night this week, right? We want Correct. we want all of you to tune in. We're going to try to make sure here at the Q, at the QR2 uh, Prophecy Edition, we're going to try to conclude our services uh, before eight o'clock, right around eight o'clock, so that you can go straight over there to the Bloom Everywhere conference. This conference has been transformational, and we want you guys to go over there and enjoy that as well. Yes, so, again, indeed. thank you, Lola, Lola Moore. Thank you, Pastor, for coming through, and also for the vision that God has placed in you. We support you, we celebrate you, 
and keep doing what you're doing. Yes, indeed. And blessings as you get started tonight. God be with you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And let me also say this. Pastor Lola Moore is actually one of our preachers, too, in this oh, prophecy yes. edition. You better believe it. She's going to bring a word. And if you reached, if you received the word that she brought the first go around, <laughs> I'm excited and looking forward to what God is going to do again. So, again, thank you for also being one of our speakers in this conference. Yes, indeed. Take care. <laughs> Bye. So, Pastor Hendrickson. Dr. Doggett, let me bring you all back in here. Um, we have some great opportunities here at the QR, uh, Prophecy QR2, Prophecy Edition. I keep wanting to say moving forward revival, but but we're moving forward and now we're in the Prophecy Edition. Okay. Um, and we have some opportunities here, y'all, to do some great things. Let me tell you that all of you who tuned in before, you did not just come and receive a word, but gentlemen, these people who were viewing gave. They gave so much. We were able to bless 20 families with over $10,000 in 21 days. And we celebrate what you have done. We celebrate what you have Praise done. God. And we're excited about the fact that you were used to be a blessing in people's lives during this time. But I also want to let you guys know that this revival, we have also the opportunities, the same opportunities for you to give. But we want to switch it up. We need you to know that we now have a website. Our website is, let me see if I can pull that up here for you real quick. It is www.thequrevival.com. Again, that is www.thequrevival.com. And we want you to go over there. If you don't have Cash App, if you don't have PayPal, you can use a debit card. You can use a credit card. And the money that you give will go toward helping those who are in financial need. But those of you who do desire to give through Cash App, we want to make sure that you know that using the money sign, the Q Revival, that's the new, the new handle. The money sign, the Q Revival, over at Cash App, and then you can use your PayPal option, PayPal.me forward slash the Q Revival. Again, the Q Revival. And I'm going to remind you that we do have a website that is live. It is theqrevival.com, www.theqrevival.com, and you can give and also go and watch some of the rebroadcasts from the first three weeks of our revival together there at www.theqrevival.com. We appreciate you so much for giving, for joining us in this movement. Now, God is moving. God is calling us to action. And we have so much that we are called to do during this time. Um, we appreciate, again, for you uh, taking the time to come and join us. I want to stop here and tell you, share, share this, share this. We have Dr. Emil Peeler. Dr. E. Dean Peeler is in the virtual building. And I want to take a moment and bring Dr. Peeler into the stream so that you can see him and so that we can talk to him briefly before he brings the power-packed word of God. So let me invite you, Dr. Peeler, into the virtual building. Doc, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing, nephew? Doc, pastor. <laughs> I appreciate you, man, brother. Man, listen, we're excited that you are here. I had a quick conversation with you, and I want you to, if you don't mind, to share with the people because you poured into me, and you mentioned that there is an evangelistic strategy that I would actually love to implement here at the QR2 uh, Prophecy Edition, and I think it was it was frangelism, this idea of, uh, it's, a, it's an acronym. If you don't mind, can you share with us the idea of frangelism, and then I'm going to come and and try to use what it is that you tell us and push us to do something during this season. What is frangelism about? Well, frangelism is an acronym, F-R-A-N. It stands for friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors. F, friends, R, relatives, A, acquaintances, and neighbors. It's, uh, every one of us have, have 
a concentric circle, uh, uh, a, a group of people that God has placed in our lives. And it is a direct opportunity to pray for and to win those people for uh, the kingdom. Uh, in these last days, I really believe that uh, God is giving us so many great ways for us to move forward and to promulgate and to share his gospel of the good news of the kingdom to everyone that we come in contact with. And so uh, it is a way for us to pray for and to reach out to those in our concentric circle. And because of the virtual platform, I am so glad that uh, we are using it uh, for God's glory there at Capitol Hill. The frangelism asking everybody to stay connected to their concentric circle, which is the friends, F-R-A-N, friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors. I love it. Thank you so much. I think that is such a powerful concept. We're grateful that you're here in the virtual building. Uh, Dr. Doggett, Pastor Damon Hendrickson, and I are excited about the word. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and let you uh, prepare, and we're going to hear a song, hear a song from some of our friends, and then we'll hear a word from Dr. Peeler. So again, thank you for sharing with us, Dr. Peeler. Let me bring in Dr. Doggett. Let me bring in Pastor Damon Hendrickson. And gentlemen, we're going to go to God now in prayer. Uh, before we hear the message, um, uh, in the music, that is the song of preparation and meditation. We will then hear the word as preached by Dr. E. Dean Peeler after that song. But before we do that, we need to pray. We need to pray. So if you guys don't mind, I want to take some time to do that. Uh, Pastor Damon, if you can say a prayer for us, um, you are our brother. You're there in Bermuda and you've been supporting us um, and we need some prayer. We need some intercession. So if you don't mind, can you please pray for what is transpiring here in our country? Pray for the people who are tuning in. Pray that God will move in a mighty way. And then, Dr. Doggett, if you don't mind, after the prayer, um, I'm going to ask if you could just say a few words about Dr. Peeler as we prepare to receive the word of God from him. After the prayer, we'll have Dr. Doggett share a few words about his friend. My uncle, Dr. Peeler, will hear a message or will hear a message and song, and then we'll hear the message from Dr. Peeler. Please pray for us now, Pastor Hendrickson. Sure, sure. Father God, we come to you right now and ask that you will have mercy on us. Lord, we find ourselves in a season of conflict. We find ourselves in a season of protest. We find ourselves in a season of fatigue, God. We're fatigued, God, because we are, we are fatigued emotionally and spiritually as we constantly are inundated with images of a man's life expiring before our very eyes, Lord. We are fatigued, God, because we are constantly inundated with video of brown and black people being violated and dismissed, Lord. We are fatigued, God, because we are constantly inundated with reminders that brown and black people can't sleep while being their color, can't jog while being their color. It almost as if it almost seems as if we can't breathe while being our color without our lives being threatened. God, we are fatigued, God, by all that we have seen. And yet we are reminded in your word that you've told us even the young amongst us will grow weary and the youth will grow faint, but those who wait upon the Lord, their strength will be renewed. And so God, uh, this isn't hyperbole or pie in the sky. This is what we believe that in the midst of our fatigue, that if we wait on you, like the psalmist says, and again, I say, wait, that you will indeed empower us and lead us and guide us 
through a difficult season, Lord. There is anger that is out there in the streets and there is frustration, Lord, that's out there in the streets. And Father, we have all this as a backdrop. And even before all this came on, you laid it on JD's heart to have a quarantine revival, Lord. And as we've gotten into phase two, we have now an opportunity to show the world what the Bible says concerning these times and the times that are to come. Lord, this can this is truly an amazing time for us to be able to share this message of hope, this message of a risen Savior, this message that things will get worse. But we praise you, God, that you have this last say and sway in all things. And we are reminded in Revelation when you tell us uh, later on in the book that there's a beautiful image that says you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So, Father God, there are tears in the eyes of our brothers and sisters all across United, United States of America on tonight. There's been tears in eyes for a very long time. And Lord, we need you to wipe away those tears right now. We need you to come down and to hover around people and, and the hurting God and even those who are hopeless and let them know that you are with them even through this struggle. I pray for each and every man, woman, uh, boy and girl, father, who are under the, who are in the United States of America right now, who feel as though that they want to give up, Lord. May they know, father, that they are, that they are still precious in your sight. And so God, tonight, You've come and Dr. Peeler is on assignment, God. And I believe that there is none more equipped to begin this QR revival, this part two, than Dr. Peeler. So anoint his mind so that he can clearly hear the thoughts and the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. We know he's prepared something, but God, whatever else you have for him to say, speak, Lord, through your servant, because we want to hear. Your people are waiting and we need a word from you, God. And I pray not only for us, but for our friends, our relatives, our acquaintances, and our neighbors, God, that we will share this message, that we will share this QR revival, that there is truly a word that needs to be heard. And we thank you for it going out. And we've been promising your word that your word will not return void. And so, God, I pray that you help us. If it's just a simple thing as pressing a share button on our screen, then help us to do that tonight. If it's a simple thing of sending out a mass text with a, with a website address, do that tonight, Lord. Whatever Whatever it is, Lord, may we share this good news with many tonight so that truly hearts and minds can be transformed. I echo the words of the sensei, Lord, that it's high time that we stood on the front line of these conversations about our prophetic message and stop letting others hijack it so that we can share the balanced approach that you would have. Lord, I thank you again for this, and I know that you are going to do something powerful in the next coming weeks. Bless us. Keep us in your care on tonight and keep us in your care this moment and forevermore, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's my privilege to introduce Dr. Peeler on tonight, and I'm going to do a short introduction because I'm anxious to hear him preach. Dr. Peeler is what I would call a treacher. He's 100% teacher and he's 100% preacher. Dr. E. Dean Peeler is the current pastor of the Capitol Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church. But I can tell you that he's pastored around the country on the West Coast, from the very top of the West Coast all the way down towards the bottom. He's been a pastor and evangelist who has seen thousands come to the Lord. He has also been an administrator. Dr. E. Dean Peeler is a professor at Washington Adventist University, 
and he is a national mentor to many, many aspiring pastors. Dr. Edine Peeler is married to the former Brenda Files, who is his helpmeet and his number one fan. She brings flavor to his ministry and keeps him healthy and strong. He's got three daughters, all of them developing well, adult daughters who make him proud. Dr. Edine Peeler tonight I know has a word from the Lord. He always does. I'd like to say this one thing about his character. I thank God that he is a preacher who believes in that scripture that says that God resisted the proud but gives grace to the humble. Dr. Peeler always lifts others up while putting himself down. Because of that, God has lifted him to high heights of declaration. Now, Gospel Dynamo will be preaching on tonight, and I'm looking forward to hearing a message and eating one that is both delicious and nutritious. Dr. E. Dean Peeler is our preacher tonight. Hear ye him. Come unto me. Thank you. 
At this time, we're going to invite Dr. E. Dean Peeler to come and to deliver the word of God. We are praying for you and with you, Dr. Peeler. Thank you so much. The floor is now yours. Thank you so much, Pastor J.D. And thank you so much, uh, Dr. Doggett, my good friend uh, for many, many years. Uh, I am delighted to be here with you tonight with the word from the Lord. I'm humbled, but most of all, I am challenged uh, by the spirit of God to, to speak for this quarantine revival, the prophecy edition. Uh, I just wanna congratulate uh, everyone who has uh, thought of this because I really believe this is a great platform and it's a great time for us to lift up the word of God in, um, in power and in truth because we know we have but a short time on this earth. So I, once again, I just bring you greetings from my family and my church family, the Capitol Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church. And it is a joy and a privilege to be here on this opening launching night of this quarantine revival prophecy style. Father, we're so grateful for the moments that you have given us. And we know that we are in a tumultuous season. Would you just come and just speak to our hearts? Would you comfort and challenge us at the same time? Take us, break us if you must, but with your divine hands, put us back together again. I love you, Lord. And would you just use me for your glory once again? I thank you for doing just that in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I would like for you to uh, turn in your Bibles, on your devices, wherever. Uh, and we have a word that's coming from uh, Genesis and then Matthew. Uh, we understand that prophecy uh, is needed in these last days. I know a lot of people say, I don't need prophecy. I just need to know how to live. But I want you to understand that prophecy is uh, needed and God has given us prophecy and uh, he declares there is going to be an end to all of what we're facing. Facing, And so we're going to ask that you would just uh, join me and turn to Genesis, the sixth chapter. And we're looking at verse uh, one through eight. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, that they bore children to them. They were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then we're gonna go right to 
Matthew, the 24th chapter, and we're looking at verse 37 as we're going to launch tonight. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. We're going to delve for the next little while with the subject that God has placed on my heart, when justice reigns. When justice reigns. God came to Noah and he made a declaration. And he said to Noah, I've, I've had enough. And he gave a word, a stern word, a prophetic word to Noah. And he said, Noah, I'm going to destroy this place. He's saying, Noah, I, I've been sitting on my throne and I have been listening to the prayers, prayers that are becoming fewer and fewer in number. And I've been sitting there and I'm looking at my creation and I see that the wickedness has risen to epic proportions. I see that that wickedness literally has become like a smoke in my nostrils and I, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I cannot stand the stench. I'm coming down. And as I reflected on the awesomeness of that scene where God was sharing with Noah his plan to come down, I hear God saying to us in 2020, as it were in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man, in the days of Noah. I, I, I heard preachers preach about the, the crime and corruption. I, I've, I've heard evangelists over the years speak upon uh, how the social condition was in the antediluvian times, how, how, how bad it was in the then known world before the flood, of the wickedness and the degeneration I've I, I, I bought books and I've read from scholars and they prolifer proliferated about the state and the fate of the world. But recently, as I was walking through the scriptural neighborhood of Matthew 24, I recognized that the days of Noah just did not take in the chronological years of Noah, but all the years prior to the flood. God created humanity in his image. And you know what? One of the most awesome things, uh, the most beautiful things that I believe that God created is the mind. I'm talking about that hunk of gray matter that he has suppressed between our ears. Uh, the mind, if you just think about it, it's fantastic. Because with the mind, you can sit where you are and project in the future about the land that is fairer than day. And, 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 and with that mind, because you can have that imagination, you don't even have to move one inch. But if that's too hard for some of us to imagine us in glory, you can take that same mind and smile about the good old days. And you can take that same mile and you can, you can re recall the, the brutal and and terrifying and, 
and, and disheartening events that took place over this past weeks. Those events that has turned this nation upside down. Or, or, or with that same mind, you can go all the way back as far as history can permit. And for the next little while, I want to invite you to leave where you are. I don't care where you are in the world or in your home. I, I, want, I want you to take a walk with me. And, and let's take a walk all the way back to the days of the flood. Uh, uh, the ark is built. Let's go back. The water has been coming down for 39 whole days. Let's go back and, and let's look at this massive cruise ship, uh, longer than a football field and wider than 90 feet wide. Let's go back and, and, and let's, let's see and view that everything outside the ark is dead. Let's go back. The, the only that thing that's living are the fish. Let's go back and let's look at the ark. It's, it's rumbling and it's tumbling and, and, and the waves and winds are, are beating it back and forth as we look at it. And, 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 and Mrs. White says even the devil is reduced to cursing God and hanging on for his dear life. Can you see it? Let's go back. And as you go back, please take your umbrella because it's still raining. And I want you to take a look with me inside that ark. Now, now, please don't waste your time to try the door because God shut it and, and we can't get in. Let, let's not try to pull loose one of the beams because Noah has built this thing according to the plan. So let's all just climb up on that roof and, and gather around that one window in the ark and let's all just peek in. And, and come on now, because it's still raining in your mind's eye as you squint inside that that one window, what do you see? Well, I tell you what I see. I see a storage bin filled with fruit and grains and nuts for future planting. I see cattle of all kinds and sorts and variety. I, I see birds up on their perches. I, I see an, a, an attractive older woman with three younger women beside her. I see an, a, a distinguished older gentleman and three younger men holding things together, but together as the boat rocks to and fro. And I, I'm astounded at the number of people I see in this massive structure. Wow, I, I'm looking now, but, but yeah, I only see eight people. In the book called The Genesis Flood by Dennis Gordon Lindsay, it says that the population of the world at the time of the flood, because of the longevity of man's life and the long bearing time of the woman, uh, he, he suggests that the population could have well been between 4 billion and 8 billion people before the flood on earth. Some take the conservative estimate that it was 2 billion. He estimates, and he does not know, and nobody really knows, but, but they estimate that, that at least 1 billion people existed at the time of the flood. And then we're looking inside that ark, and we only see eight people. And now the text, that, that prophetic text, stirs our hearts because it says, as it were, in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. 
And I began to scratch my head. I began to get disturbed. And, and I began to ask the questions to God. I said, God, you mean to tell me that if at least one billion people were alive at the time of the flood, you mean to tell me that, that with only eight people saved, and you say, as it were, in the days of Noah, so shall it come and be at the coming of the Son of Man. You mean to tell me, God, that if the population being 7 billion plus, and some estimate that we'll cross over to 8 billion in 2025, you mean to tell me that only 56 or 64 or 70 folks in all that time is going to be saved? Because you say, as it were, in the day, you've got to be kidding me. You mean to tell me that I've been wasting my time, God, traveling the world the past 36 plus years, preaching the gospel, many times being separated from my loved ones, trying to live pretty decently, trying to deny myself, dealing with folks who don't want to change, living, living from check to check. And it bothered me. What happened to these people before the flood? Lord, is there a rhema word from the Lord that I can study to get a clue what happened? Well, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man had become to a high and great degree, and that every inclination of the thoughts of humans' hearts was only evil. And New International Version says all the time. Every single imagination and the thoughts of men's heart was evil continually. You got to understand that when you do your research, that these were not dimwits. They were giants physically. They were giants mentally. They had expansive brains. Matter of fact, their memories were of such that if you told them once, they could retain it forever. You have to understand that because of that, that, that brain, they, 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 they began in Genesis chapter 6 with a big problem, the intermarriage of families of God with the families of unbelievers, the daughters of men. And so they started out serving God and they began to marry whomever they chose. And I went to the spirit of prophecy and I went to one of my favorite authors and I looked at patriarchs and prophets and, and I found some things that were happening pre-flood times that can inform us today. Because when you look at, and I challenge everybody to read that chapter called The Flood, it is riveting. And in those pre-flood times, it says they began to deny God's existence. And because of that, there was no fear of God. It says that they began to disregard his commandments. And when one begins to disrespect God, you begin to write your own standards for living. So every conceivable sin was introduced. Polygamy was introduced. Idol worship was introduced. Covetousness was introduced. All types of se sexual debauchery was introduced. 
sodomy and cheating and disrespecting the parents, desecration of the Sabbath, lying and stealing, swap, such, uh, wife swapping, and, and normalizing all types of sinful behavior, appetite without restraints. Uh, if it feels good, just do it. Just, just cave in to all your slaves to lust. And they develop this attitude of preoccupation. And, and you got to understand that everything went. It, it, it was this idea of eating and drinking and, and giving. There was no more spiritual discernment. Preaching became a sport. Matter of fact, there was not any real preaching. It became a competition. In other words, back in those days, people did not come to worship to be changed and challenged by the word of God. They came to be entertained. As they started raiding the word and, and literally because they, they used preaching as a sport and they literally became numb to the power of the truth. They began to, 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 to move of the, in the whole reality of style over substance. They became very casual with the word and they had a spirit of itching ears. And matter of fact, I, I began to read more and they became so enamored with the teachings of falsehood, she says, that, that when they rose to the floor and these false teachers began to give their teachings over the commandments of God, it says the people who had itching ears, they listened and were lost. See, you got to understand that the mindset of the people before the flood, that they focused on evil continually. And I declare that even in this generation, we are in a like generation because this generation mocks the truth. This generation hates the truth. This generation is doing everything possible to destroy the truth. But I declare that God's truth will march till the end of time. There is a sure word of prophecy and God's word will carry till the end. And I declare that there is a final generation of young and old and we need uh, young preachers. We need older preachers that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but understand that it is the power of God unto salvation. And because this wickedness and because of this mindset of sinfulness. And there was crime and there was corruption. And we find that there was all of this stuff that was happening that, 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 that was wicked. And even the people's behavior, people's behavior like what we saw on last week, a, a, a cop wearing a badge, put a knee on the very neck of a human that was created in the image of God. And he did not flinch because of the mindset of evilness. And every day on social media, every day on our television sets, every day on our radios are filled with stories of murder and rape and assault and abuse of every kind. And, and whenever you move away from the truth and the righteousness of God's word, evil and wickedness will move in and replace it. I want you to understand it was a terrible time. And the Bible still says 
as it were in the days of Noah. So shall also it be in the coming of the Son of Man. You got to understand that God got tired. You have to understand that at this time of history, God looked and he was literally sorry that he had created humankind. God was tired of being left out. God was tired of being disrespected and forgotten. God was tired of being removed from homes and putting in the back burner. And God says, I'm tired of the, you destroying yourself and, and murdering each other. God is saying, I'm tired of the wickedness and the degradation. And God has declared, I, I cannot breathe, so I decided to flush this place like a toilet because justice must bring down rain. Judgment is coming. But I'm so glad that I can declare today to my friends all over this country, all over this world that has joined on this opening night as we're setting the stage of this quarantine revival prophecy style. I want you to understand that, that God always brings warning before judgment. I declare that the prophetic word that justice will reign once again, not with water, but fire next time is true. And anybody who tries to teach you that that is a myth, that God is not coming again, that hell is not uh, on the horizon, and that the Lord is not coming, they are false teachers. But because of the fact he has said it, it will come to pass. But God is so good that he's not willing that any should perish. He always gives warning before judgment. The rain is going to come. But I am going to provide a way out. Hallelujah. Noah said that God told me that I must build a boat. And that boat is going to be called an ark. And, and Noah, I want you to build that ark, but make it very clear, Noah, that only people who will, who, the only people who will survive will those that remain in the ark. And so we find that Noah preached that thing. And I want you to understand that it's time for the church and the gospel preachers of all the world and of all denominations. I need for you to stand flat footed and preach the whole gospel. I want you to preach with, with, with determination, with accuracy. I want you to preach without being fearful. Preach the, the, the whole gospel. Preach to the injustices, but preach the full word of God. Preach it. And, 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 and the beauty of us is that we have also the lesser light. And, and I, I learned, Dr. Doggett, that at first, many people, when he began to preach, came from all around to hear the mighty man called Noah. They came all around. And, and they, they listened. But, but what happened was when the five o'clock whistle blew, they took off their art clothes and put back on their street clothes. In other words, they were equivocators. 
They went back and forth. They had this dualistic lifestyle. They, they were lukewarm. They, they were too hot to be cold and too cold to be hot. They were wishy-washy. They were uncommitted. They could not make up their minds. Sound familiar? And they began because they were not firmly rooted in, in truth. They began to believe the philosophies of men over the word of God. And they began to believe the false teachings. Rain? What, 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 what is this rain? Up to that time, the, the, the earth was, 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 was dew that came out. It was wet. It was, it was moisturized by the dew that came from the earth. And so, so scientifically, it was impossible that rain could come from clouds from the sky. And they began, instead of listening to God's man, they believed the philosophy of men over the word of God. Uh, don't believe that deluded old man. Don't let that crazy old man excite you. It's going to be cool. It's going to be all right. Uh, we'll have a vaccine by the end of the year. But what were those teachers forgot to tell the people was that God's wrath was like his love pure and holy. Oh, we like to talk about the grace of God. We like to talk about the mercy of God and thank God for his mercy. But we got to talk about that. Not only is he merciful, not only is he gracious, but we have a God who sits high and looks low. We serve a God that hates sin. We serve a God that teaches that there is no escape from the power of Satan, that there is no way for deliverance without true submission to the God of love. We, we serve a God who teaches in his word that you cannot be friend of the world and friend of the ark at the same time. We serve a God that says you can't work all week long building the world and then come build the ark on weekends. No, it don't work. It's like oil and water. It does not mix. It, it, it brings Babylon only confusion. And in patriarchs and prophets, it says that many believed and aided in the construction of the ark. But the pool, listen to me, the pool of the, of the ark was, was stronger than the pool of the word of God. But Noah kept on preaching. He kept on saying, it's going to rain. And I want you to understand that that one of the things that must shift in these days and times that 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 you're we're going to have to be able to sit under the straight preaching do it with love do it with accuracy do it with all types of things that will make it palatable but don't shy away from preaching the bible in its all of its truth because we as a body of Christ, we have a tremendous responsibility to live high the standard of God's love and high the standard of God's truth. We need to understand that we have to teach it with grace and integrity. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about any of us being perfect. We, we all sin and come short of the glory of God. I'm not talking about perfection, but I am talking about your direction. But make no mistake about it. This is God's house and we are God's people. And God does have a special message. God has a prophetic word for this crucial hour. I believe that God has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And I believe that God has built 
this thing according to his plan. I believe that God has designed this ark and, and he has built this ark. And, and I believe that God, he keeps his ark. And, and I believe that God's church, his ark, is still the apple of his eye. And I believe that God still uses unfit vessels like you and me to proclaim his word. But because God is the builder and because God is the captain of his ship, please don't spend all of your time. Please don't spend all of your energy inspecting the foundation on which the church is built. Because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' lane. Don't you spend all your time trying to check out the ceilings to see if each beam is perfectly spaced. It's time for each of us to get on deck and begin to call men and women, boys and girls, to Jesus Christ because can't nobody do us like he can. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel because believe it or not, it's going to rain. And I, I declare it's time to call him preachers. I don't care who they are, black and white, call them. Big or small, call them. Young or old, call them. Big of the Democrat or, or Republican, call them. Whether they're gay or straight, call them. Whether they're rich or poor, call them. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Because the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of Jesus, I'm a witness, shall be saved. Whoever whether you're in your tender teens or your teachable 20s or your tireless 30s or your fearful 40s or your fitful 50s or your seasoned 60s or your settled 70s or your ancient 80s or your nebulous 90s uh, ah, or your hesitant hundreds, uh, come on, come on, whoever, let him come. And you know what? They're going to come. They're going to come through this uh, quarantine revival. They're going to come through a virtual platform more and more because Jesus is he's, he's literally wrapping this thing up. And listen, let me just tell you this for free. When they come on that boat, we ought to welcome them. We ought to assimilate them. And I don't care if he's known to push drugs all over town. If he has enough guts to join us, you shut your mouth and thank God that, that he's on the boat. I don't care if he's known to drink alcohol so much so that you can smell him before you can see him. If he has enough guts to come and join those of us on the ark, shut your mouth and thank God that he's at least on the boat. I don't care how many times they've been married. If they got enough guts to come on in uh, under the grace of God, shut your mouth, start praying, uh, just love them in and thank God that they're on the boat. I don't care how many crimes that they have committed. If they got enough guts to come on in uh, and accept Jesus as their personal savior and he can wash away their sins and give them a new start, shut your mouth and thank God uh, that they are on the boat. I don't care how many times they've been to prison. If they come on up here and receive it and they confess their, with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you be quiet, wrap your arms around them, and thank God that they're on the boat. Uh, I don't care how many lives. Matter of fact, 
I don't care if she's nine months pregnant with her fifth child out of wedlock. If she got enough guts to join up with the rest of us hypocrites, shut up and thank God that she's at least on the boat. Because I declare, once you get on this ship of Zion, God will change you as you are crossing over to the other side. Because this is nothing but a hospital for sin sick folks. See, some of us are in emergency. Some of us are in intensive care. Some of us are in the operating room. Some of us are still in the waiting room. Some of us are in recovery. But make sure whatever you do, don't leave this hospital because I declare in the hospital, the doctors come by. Come on, and I'm talking about Dr. Jesus because in Christ, we all can be set free. Whatever you do, if you are blessed to get in, don't leave the ark. But 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 God, I I I I'm still disturbed because it says as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. I I I I I I, I still am disturbed because because you mean to tell me if 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 my equation is right because there was one billion and only eight were saved. You mean to tell me only 60, 70, 80 are going to be saved? Uh, 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 and I went to John, the revelator. And I said, John, uh, um, I, I, I need to ask you some questions because God has shown you some stuff about heaven that he's not shared with any other human being. And John begins to get excited. He said, oh, man. He says, Peeler, it's going to be a great time. There's going to be gates of pearls and, and streets of gold. And walk. I said, John, I, I believe you. I, I done read your book. But, but I want to know what my odds are to be saved. He says, man, it's going to be a perfect society, Peeler. He said, ain't going to be no more lying Trump. No more crying, no, no more police brutality, no more COVID-19. I said, John, I, I got all that. I, I'm worried about Matthew 24. I, I, I'm serious, John. I, I need to, I need to have I, it says as it were, only 70 or 80 gonna be saved. And John says, Oh man, no more lying, no more crying. He's no more heartache. And there's gonna, hey, hey, Peeler, there's gonna be a tree of life there, and 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 it's gonna be right there in the middle. There's gonna be a mansion for everybody. I I said, John, I done read your book. He says, wait, hey, hey, there's gonna be leaves on the tree that are for the healing of the nations. Uh, there's not, there's not gonna be any more pain, no more cancer, no more disease. I said, I know that, John, but I just wanna know, do I have a chance to be saved? And John says, well, uh, let me check the book. Let me check the record. He says, yeah, Moses will be there. He says, Daniel will be there. He says, Rahab will be there. He said, Daniel, yeah, he's going to be there. He said, Isaac will be there. He says, uh, 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 he says, he says, even Rahab will be there. I said, John, I just want to know, do I have a chance to be saved? And so John says, well, I, I saw some people from France. I, I, I saw some people from the South Pacific Islands. I, I saw some people from Bangkok and, and, and Boston and Turkey and Texas. Uh, I said, John, did you see me there? He says, well, I saw people from Nigeria to, 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 
to, to I saw people from Nigeria to New Orleans. I saw people from Rome to Rochester. I see I've seen people from from Montreal to Manila. I, I saw people from from London to Los Angeles, to Houston to Haiti. I saw people from Atlanta to, to Africa. I said, how many did you see? He says, well, I, I started counting with my fingers. And after a while, my fingers got tired. He said, I took out an old school calculator and it broke on me. Uh, I, I took out my iPhone 10 and it crashed. I took out my newest I, iPad Pro and it just shut down. So Peter, all I can say that I saw a multitude. It was a number that no man can number. So we can shout tonight. We can dance tonight. We can sing tonight because all of us have a chance to be saved. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I declare that God is good, but he's better than good. He's great, and he's greatly to be praised. As it were, in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. Way back in the Bible days, Noah told the people, it's going to rain. And when they told him, they paid him no mind. But when the flood came, they were all left behind. Noah said, I'm sorry, my friend. God's got the key, and I can't let you in. If something does not happen to the hearts of men, the same thing is going to happen again. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. God showed Noah a rainbow sign. It won't be water but fire next time. And when, when the door was shut, God waited seven more days. And finally at the end of the appointed hour, after Noah entered the ark and after seven days of God waiting, to see if anybody else would enter. At the end of the appointed hour, God shut the door. And the time for repentance ran out. Just as in the days of Noah, I believe that God is calling us out. He's calling this generation I'm talking about all of us who are living in this time to repent before time runs out. Just because you have a title of a preacher or a deacon or a praise leader or officer in church does not mean that you know God. That, that there, there are people who's working for the ark but remain outside of the ark. And I believe that, that the signs are before us. 
I believe that the signs are saying that our Lord is coming again real soon. But the merciful God that we serve is giving us time so that we can make our calling and election sure. So my question is simply, are you ready? You're going to hear over these next 30 days some prophecies and some things that I hope will not just watch this. It's not enough for you to get excited over the word and shout over the word. It's not enough in these days and times to be hearers, but it's time to be doers. And because of God's grace, he has allowed the door of probation to stand ajar just a few more moments. And so on this first and opening night, I, I, I just want you to, to get it in your mind that it's time out for plain church. If you know the Lord, it's time to grow deeper in him. If you don't know him, it's time to know him. So I'm just going to ask that everybody just stretch forth your hand to whatever device, and we're going to begin to pray. A prayer that when Jesus comes, that he will be ready. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your grace. I thank you for your mercy in my life. From the earliest of my existence until this very hour, all you have been to me, you've been patient, you've been good. I don't deserve anything from you, so I just am so thankful that you have decided to, to use me. I thank you, first of all, for Pastor J.D. and Dr. Doggett. I thank you for the vision that you gave this, this family that I love so dear to begin to prick the minds and hearts of an intergenerational audience that is virtual in the midst of this pandemic as a way to calling people to you. Would, would you, Lord, bless everybody who is on this line? Would you begin to convict them of their sins so that they may receive fully the promise of your salvation? Would your, would your blood now be applied freely on all of our lives so that we may be used in these last days. Send your spirit, O oh God, to convince victors. Help us not be ashamed, but help that everyone we are connected to help us to be absolutely committed to putting you first. Forgive us for us not being like you and operating like you in the past. But we are free tonight knowing that you have washed away our sins 
and that you are giving us a new start. Lord, bless every preacher that comes after me. Lord, would you just give them the special message for the hour? Lord, help all of us to resist any type of competition. Let you be seen in every manner. Hide all behind the cross. And let this be a revival and a reformation such as never before in the body of Christ. So we receive, oh God, everyone who through this message tonight has recommitted or committed their lives to you. Give them peace, power, provision. Give them an assignment until you come. And I thank you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus for your word and your prophecy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We want to remind you, I'm so sorry, I didn't know my mic was muted. Um, I wanna just encourage all of you in this moment to just uh, take some time if you need special prayer, if you need encouragement to reach out to us, send us a private message, send us a comment. If you wanna send us an email, send us an email at theqrevival at gmail.com. And that is again, theqrevival at gmail.com. And we'll reach out to you. We have a team of prayer warriors who are ready to pray with you, encourage you and push you along your journey. So please reach out to us because we are ready to support you. We want you to know that if you need not just special prayer, if you need counseling, if you need someone who can help keep you uh, focused during this time, then we have some professionals who are also in place ready to help you along your journey. So send us an email, send us an email at again, theqrevival at gmail.com, theqrevival at gmail.com. And we want to see God move in your life and be there to help you along your journey and along your way. In addition to prayer, we have an opportunity for you to be of practical help to those who are in financial need. I just want to remind you in this moment that we have opportunities to give by going to the cash app and sending your seed to the money sign, the Q revival. Again, that is the money sign, the Q revival. 
And then you can also go ahead and screenshot that, send your seed via PayPal to paypal.me forward slash the Q revival, paypal.me forward slash the Q revival. Screenshot that as well. And if you need to use a card, you don't have PayPal or Cash App, go to www.thequrevival.com. And the money that comes in, those seeds that are sown, will go toward those who are in financial crisis. If you are in need and you need some support, some financial support, reach out to us. Send us a message. Send us a private message to our Facebook, The Quarantine Revival. And also send us an email at theqrevival at gmail.com and we will reach out to you. I need to ask Dr. Peeler to come back and we need to just celebrate you, Dr. Peeler, for this moment. You are so faithful and we we thank you for preaching uh, with power tonight. And before we allow the people to go, Dr. Doggett, I'm asking if you can, can you pray a prayer of covering and a favor and anointing over the life of Dr. Peeler as he's poured into us, allow this moment to be an opportunity for us to pour back to him. Pre please pray for him. Absolutely. The message was crystal clear tonight, and we're going to ask God to renew his strength. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for allowing your manservant to deliver a timely word tonight. It was consistent with what you've declared in your word, and tonight he gave us a call. He reminded us that as it was in the days of Noah, it will be that way before you return, and God, we see so many similarities today. We ask that you would help us to know that your grace is sufficient, but that you desire us to walk in the light. We want more light, God, so as you continue to send preachers like Dr. Peeler to deliver your word with power, I do pray that you would give us the unction of your Holy Ghost to walk in the light. Now, please pour your blessings on Dr. Peeler and his family. Renew his strength, we do pray. Give him clear vision. May the gospel that he so powerfully preaches to others be the script for his life. And when you return for those who are faithful, may we be there along with Dr. Peeler and those we've all had the opportunity to influence for good, to be given entrance into a place where there'll be no more crying. Thank you, Lord, for allowing the door to remain open long enough for us to get on the ark. Help us to stay there in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again, Dr. Doggett, for praying and for leading us this evening. Let me bring in my friend. Thank you, Pastor Damon Hendrickson, for coming through as well and encouraging and leading us in worship. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we are preparing to close our stream tonight, we want to remind you that the Bloom Conference is happening. But we need you to also know that we have a power-packed week that is in store. We want you to know that tomorrow we have a preacher of righteousness. We have Pastor Andrea Trusty King. She's going to come through and bring that power-packed word. So please go and spread the word, share this stream, and we will see you tomorrow. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything that you'd like to say to the people as we're preparing to log off tonight? Let me ask. I see that there's a mystery preacher on next Saturday night. I think I know the shape of that head, and I probably... <laughs> can get a good guess, but I want to know, is there anything people would get if they guess the preacher and the singer correctly? Absolutely. What we're going to do is we're going to midway through this week, 
release a flyer that has the silhouette, not just of the preacher. Because if you if we just let you guess the preacher, I think some of y'all might get it almost immediately. No, you can't guess just one. You got to guess both. So you got to guess the mystery preacher and the mystery psalmist. So we'll release that flyer midway through this week and give you an opportunity to to throw in your your guess. And those who do guess it right will get $100 as well as a free devotional, a 90-day devotional entitled A Standing Ovation. Uh, Pastor Hendrickson, man, do you think that anybody's going to get it? Do you know if, 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 if do you think people are going to get both the preacher and the singer this time? I think that people will. I'm, I'm, I, I believe they are, man. Good. Uh, All right. Dr. Duggan, I believe that the motivation is there for people to guess right. That's well, right. I can almost guarantee they're going to guess right if they'll call me. I will share a word with them if they split the $100. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's time for us to end our stream. We appreciate all of you for coming through tonight. Press that share button. Share this power-packed message preached by Dr. Peeler with those with whom you're in connection. This word needs to go forth. Have a blessed evening. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. And again, thank you for watching the QR2 Prophecy Edition. Have an amazing rest of your evening.